it's been way too long and I really miss you. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese. Followed by Hey guys, welcome to Top Fives and Deep Dives. This is Justin, actually recording from Connecticut today, visiting the fam and Mike and I's old stomping ground, the CT203. And and Mike's over in London, but dreaming of being in CT and us doing CT things together. Yeah. Actually, my my number five today is is very CT in its own way. So it's, it's very apt. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I have some CT on my list too, dare I say. Wow, that's amazing. Well, dude. So today, for everyone, our topic is top five songs no one has heard. So, Mike, of course, go deeper on this if I'm if I leave anything yeah, sure. out or say it differently than you think. But I look at it as songs that are great that just were never whether they're newer or older, just songs that haven't really been discovered by even any semblance of a wide audience. Yeah, exactly. And just looking at my list now, most of mine ended up being, yeah, I think all of mine are kind of newer. So still a chance for them to blow up. We'll see. Yes. Yeah, I'd say mine is relatively newer. Yeah, relatively newer. And I kind of, I kind of looked at like the official video on YouTube, and then like Spotify streams as like my guiding force. Okay, I love that. I think that's, I think that's a good. I, I looked at yeah, Spotify streams pretty much. Okay, cool. Well, dude, I think you should lead us off today. Okay, cool. Number five, and and I'll have to explain why this is sort of CT vibes because it's not going to sound like it from the title. Um, this is by someone named Waylon. Napa Dogan, I'm pretty sure is how you say his name. Frankly, there's just not all that much out there about him on the internet because it's just very small. Um, but the song is called Getting Stoned Behind the Tim Hortons. I mean, I want to listen just based off the, the title. That's incredible. I mean, it's a fucking great title. And so you could kind of imagine this is like a, a comedy song, but it's a comedy country. Um, but it has, you know, a really classic structure and melody uh, that just really makes it work as, as a song. And it, uh, I don't know that this is catching on. You know, on YouTube, it has about 3,500 views uh, as of this morning. 19,000 streams on Spotify uh, came out last year. So definitely not really going anywhere fast. But, you know, it just, it's like, I'm saying it's apt that you're in CT because that's what it takes me back to. You know, there's no Tim Hortons in Connecticut, but for me, it was getting stoned in front of the Chinese restaurant that I worked at or getting stoned at the dry cleaners that my friends worked at. Just, you know, generic small town party in time. And that's what the song is about. You know, it's, it's, he wants, he's just thinking about the good times with his friends, hanging out when they were younger, just getting uh, high, you know? Uh, and I just love it. I love it, man. What's better than that? 
and I should just say now we need to put together like a like a Spotify playlist with all of these on it so that everyone can listen to these songs. Yes, we do. We that definitely will do that. Very good idea that we need to do. All right. Getting stoned behind the Tim Hortons, number five. What a way to lead it off. I love it. Okay, well, I am taking us literally to my roots with my number five. Which, okay. So I grew up for everyone out there in a in a small town, Woodbridge, Connecticut. It's right outside New Haven. And there was this uh older brother of a guy that I knew. Uh I'd say, you know, one of my acquaintances in, you know, school growing up. And he, this guy, his this older brother, his name was Alex Marins. And in high school he had this band named Off the Bridge, which I was just one of their biggest fans. I mean, they they were like known around the Connecticut scene. They'd play shows. They had a couple albums, killed it. And also a big shout out to Adam Sofer, who played in that band and I just is a fantastic human being. But Alex Marins went on to play in some bigger bands he played in like atlas genius and bare hands and he now has his own project called dd walker and the song i am going to shout out is only two at the start which came out this this past year in 2021 and i mean it's not completely on like it's not like it hasn't caught on at all. It has like over a hundred thousand streams, but he is like very much a up and coming, relatively unknown artist. He's always been this to me, just fucking great creative mind when it comes to music. And I've been very excited that he you know, finally is sort of doing his own thing rather than being a touring musician with these other bands that are a bit bigger. So yeah, he put out this great song Malibu a couple of years ago and an EP to go along with it, but he's released like a handful of songs and this, this song only two at the start, I think is supposed to kick off uh, maybe potentially an album to come, but it's uh, it's really good. It's different than the music. He he came up sort of singing music that was a bit reminiscent of like a little bit of like an incubus almost. But I'd say this stuff now is a little bit more in tune with maybe like sort of dreamy, like indie rockish type music. Okay. And it's 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 really good. He's just a good songwriter. I I like his lyricism i like the sounds he's putting together and it's it's i i like the whole vibe that he's going for with this project so yeah if you get a chance i would check this out dd walker only two at the start cool love that love that and a great story too i like the little connection there thank you okay number four for me i was just listening to it today Um, i'm a little obsessed and that is a song by Alicia Walter called Standing at Your Doorstep. Ooh, I've never heard of this. Uh, it's off an album that came out just earlier this year, I think late summer, uh, called I Am Alicia, debut album. I think she's from New York. 
Um, but I just have to say, I think this is one you have to get in on now because if this woman's not famous sometime soon, I, I'm just going to be like losing my mind. It's, it only has like 20,000 streams on Spotify. And I thought it was a little bit bigger than it is, to be honest. But I mean, she just, oh, man, she just, it's this really upbeat pop song. She has a big voice. Um, and yeah, I was just listening to it in the car and it's just so fucking fun, man. I just throw this on, puts a smile on my face. It's just, yeah, like really, really upbeat. Um, great, great energy to it. Um, and, and I just think this has incredibly broad appeal. So I would say, yeah, get get in on this now. It's the biggest song off her album, but I really do think she has probably more potential, let's say, than anybody else uh, on my list. Okay. I am definitely, definitely checking her out. Cool, man. What's your number four? Well, my number four, it's another, it's another tie to CT and the 203. Wow, wow, wow. I just can't stop. And these are all just, I mean, it's cool how I found these people based on through people I know, but like these are r- real artists that people follow that are, you know, are small at the moment, but I do think have potential to blow up. Anyway, another guy from my hometown who I've talked about a bit on our Patreon episodes, and this would be Todd Lewis Kramer. And the song is Small Talk. So a little bit of background on Todd Lewis Kramer. His two younger brothers are identical twins who are great friends of mine, Matt and Ricky. Big shout out to them. But Todd has been also writing music since as far back as I can remember, playing live around the country and has put out Uh, multiple albums but his latest album Brooklyn came out this year and man it is just such a step forward like I honestly am surprised that maybe one or two of these songs has not hit it on radio yet he's just so good live too like he's got the whole package great musician great voice when he puts together a band for his show these guys are top notch and he's got a little bit of like a singer songwriter type vibe like a little bit of your like sort of a like bob dylan meshed with like an oar if that makes sense and it this one this song small talk again i in totally different way than dd walker i love todd's lyricism he talks about very relatable topics uh you know some of your classics between growing up and and coming to terms with with life and you know women stuff and anyways small talk is one of those songs about about a lady and it just is so relatable for so many people at some point in their life and very catchy he just i I really love the arrangement of the whole song and yeah it's it doesn't i mean none of his songs have many more than 20,000 listens. I think this one is probably a bit less than that even. Again, I think if I'm looking at my list right now, he definitely is one that I could see breaking out and, and has grown from a lot from where he started. But I, I think it needs to go even further because he's just 
he's great. He's a storyteller, man, and I, I like it. I, I love his style. I and I can back this a little bit. I'm trying to remember, you know, which specific songs I've heard. But since you've recommended him, I have listened a little bit on Spotify. I, I absolutely have to do a bit of a deeper dive. But um, just yeah, I mean, very cool. Revving the CT, dude, and another Woodbridge guy. I mean, Amazing. I'm just coming out with two Woodbridge guys to start. I mean, what else? What can you do? You know. Um, okay, my number three, I'm, I'm very excited specifically to tell you about it um, because this is quintessential road music. Ooh. And, and you, maybe, maybe tied with only a couple other people I know, you're a road trip guy. You're always on the road. You're always traveling. Mm-hmm. It's true. And you like to drive, which just blows my mind. I hate driving. Uh, it's the worst especially where you live. I digress. Um, this is a song by Christina Vane, V-A-N-E, and this is called Travelin' Blues. Um, it is off an album that came out this year called Nowhere Sounds Lovely, um, and she is a, a, a country musician, um, heavy blues influences, as you could probably guess by just the title of this song. Wait, give me the give me the whole the title and name again. I'm just writing it down. This this is how important this is to me, people. Traveling Blues, Christina Vane, C R I S T I N A, V A N E. Okay, thank you. Sir. Um, and and yeah, so it's 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 country, but it's it's got serious blues influence, maybe a little bit folk on some songs. She has another song called Wishing Bone Blues, which is like a slide guitar song. Um, but basically. Uh, she was born born in Italy, actually, and uh, kind of popped around a bit, it seems like, in her childhood. She has a great little story on her website that you should check out. Um, and this album, you know, is kind of about her traveling across the U.S. So, and, and just sort of connecting with, with some of her roots that she didn't get necessarily in her childhood. And she's kind of fallen in love with, like, sort of foundational blues music, like Robert Johnson, that kind of stuff. And uh, it's got 14,000 streams on Spotify, so not too many. But I just I just think she's super talented. I mean, this one has a kind of a twangy sort of guitar picking progression through it. Uh, she just has a really sort of lovely voice. Um, and it's just, uh, I mean, I it is country, which is not something I would normally associate you with. But, man, just throwing this one on in the car you've been around for hours open road this whole album she's really super talented and i think you'll dig it hey i can get down with country when the time calls for it and i'm i'm into this i'm i'm loving how you're describing it and i'm very excited to get to listen to it when we get off this episode later and and you all should too definitely i hope this girl blows up she has a really really interesting style okay so my number three. We've got one more CT band in here, baby. Oh I could goodness. not. I could not help it. Not from Woodbridge, but but nearby. And these guys, sadly, there will not be a blow up because they are. Well, you know what? I don't want to be negative like that. They are broken up, but the two main members and main songwriters, composers still have a, a new band. And so, hey, you know, if we could blow these guys up, maybe they'd bring back the, the old band. And and both versions are good, but 
absolute legends in Connecticut. I feel like they were so close to breaking big and it just quite didn't happen. And this, of course, if you are from CT and you know the scene, this is the smirk. The smirk, baby. The smirk, baby. And I'm going to be honest. It was so hard to pick one song, but I'm I'm gonna I'll pick I'll pick two, I'll pick two. All right, I'll have it. So I'm gonna pick my weakness, and then the other pick is Dial V for Venom. Both come off their uh, Monsters on Maple Street. No, sadly not Monsters on Maple Street, which is the their best album. I mean, I guess they're only technical, like what you'd call a full length. Yeah. But this is off New Fiction, which was which was the next release, which was produced by Ben Kenny of Incubus. Did not know that they went out to L.A. and he produced this this I guess we'll call it an EP um, for them. But I mean, Monsters on Maple Street. If you've never heard them, like that's start with that album. There's just some absolute bangers on there. Some of my favorite songs like Sweeter Cyanide and Cope Aesthetic. But then we get to New Fiction. It's a slightly more polished sound. You can you can hear, you know, the production quality in it. And my weakness is a slower song for them. But it's it's a love song. It's really, really good and very catchy. I always thought this would probably be the song that could break them big similar funny enough to incubus with with drive where you know most of their songs are more upbeat but the sort of slow one might have broke them out but uh and then dial v for venom is ton of energy and starts a theme that becomes very important to the smirk which is they like to make songs in relation to comic books because they are big comic book nerds, especially Duran Flake, who is the vocalist, and I believe Ari Sadowitz, who he's he's the guitarist, is as well because once the smirk ended up breaking up, sadly, they started a new band called Model Decoy that pretty much exclusively does comic book-related songs that are, you know rock songs, hard rock songs, but it's all about the lyrics are in tune with a certain comic book character or story. And it's really fucking cool, but they are such a good band. They were so good that when MTV back in, I forget the exact year, sometime in the mid-2000s, MTV did a competition throughout the country to try to like give one band sort of their big break, like a big, I think, recording contract and pretty much like would put them out on a tour, put money behind them. And it was vote, you know, you had to vote. And the smirk, if I am not mistaken, they came in either third or fourth place. And this was like a weeks long thing where people would get eliminated and they got so far up the chain. And lost out sort of at the last moment it's a bummer because they they absolutely kill it i really think almost anyone could get into them duran has a very soulful voice and man just just go back and listen one of the best shows to this day in my life i've ever been to 
is when the Smirk initially broke up. They got back together later for a bit, but when they initially broke up, they had a final show. And during the final song, which you can find on YouTube, maybe I'll link it in the episode, uh, everyone rushed the stage and was just like jumping and singing with them. And it was it was just unbelievable. Like you could feel the passion and the the energy and like Duran had like tears in his eyes. It was so good. Yeah, man. And I mean, the smirk is, you know, if it's true. If you're from Connecticut, you know the smirk. I mean, we we both obviously knew them, you know, separately from each other. Yep. Um, but they were, like you said, I mean, they were right there. They were definitely very close. So close. And it, it makes me sad that they didn't get there because obviously a lot of pride having them from here. But yeah, I'll never forget all those nights at the space in Hamden, Connecticut. That was that was their like main stomping ground. Dude, love the space. Shout uh, out Dixwell Avenue. Yes. You're here, Hamden. You made it to the pod. Oh man. Okay. The smirk. Just check it all out. Let's be real. So much CT. Yeah, CT check time. out the smirk. Check out model decoy. All the all these guys' stuff is so good. Okay. My number two. I'm a little bit concerned that this person will never get their their just desserts. Uh, this song has only been out for a couple of years, or just coming on two years, but it doesn't seem like there's any real hype behind her. So I'm gonna see what I can do here. Um, that is Claire Haywood, and the song is called Python. Ooh. Now, for some reason, I didn't write down the streams on Spotify, but she only has 800 monthly listeners. Um, and the YouTube video only has 4,000 views at the time of recording. She is a singer-songwriter from Denver. Um, and this song, Python, is... I think it's going to be off her second EP, which isn't sort of announced yet. Um, so it's not... At the moment, it's just a single. But this woman's voice is just fucking incredible. And that's why you need to listen to this and all of her other songs. There's just another great song called Old Souls, Old Souls Motel that you should listen to. Um, her voice is just so, it's so sultry and like soulful, but it also works in this like alt rock setting. She, she self describes her voice as smoky uh, in one of her bios, which I think is a pretty effective uh, descriptor as well. But this is, yeah, it's just, I mean, her voice is so interesting to listen to that it really just pulls you in. Um, and then this one has like, I don't know, kind of a, maybe like groovy would be the word. It just has great vibe to it. It's just another one to just throw on. Just such a feel good song. Uh, and just, yeah, it just puts me in a place. And, and basically no one has discovered her. Um, and now, you know, hopefully it's you guys. I mean, I am going to be taking a listen. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully it is all of us. Absolutely check it out. And and the video is all right, too, for it. She's Again, she's just starting out, so it's filmed uh, just out in Denver in a parking garage. But she she has a presence to her, that's for sure. Amazing voice. I think you'll I think you really dig it. It's Claire Haywood. Claire Haywood. Okay. I can't wait. Well, number two. I mean, how could I ever do this without including this artist? I don't know. I mean, how could I ever do this without the man who wrote the fucking intro to our podcast? And this is as, I mean, this is as genuine as it gets. There's no one that I fucking believe in more to blow up than the one and only Zachary Wexelman, a.k.a. 
his stage name, Real Topeka People. And the song that I am going to be calling out is 17 Again, which we have talked about on this very pod before. So Real Topeka People, if you don't know who he is, he's a singer-songwriter, produces all his own shit. Zachary Wexelman is his name. He's a dear friend of Mike and Mai's from BU. He's from St. Louis. Um, used to have a band named Space Cadets who were awesome and then ended up moving on and creating this new project, Real Topeka People, where I'd say, you know, he's very diverse. So his sounds change up, but but overall, I'd say there is a sort of a, how would you describe Real Topeka People, Mike? Like alternative dancey? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I think that's yeah. good. But he's also like you feel the singer-songwriter within there too. There's a little bit like at times like a little bit almost like of a hip-hop vibe thrown in. He he does a lot. Like, And it's so catchy. And 17 Again is one of the catchiest songs he's ever written. I do not know. Like I, I genuinely mean this. I do not know how this song is not a famous song that is all over the place yet. I I just do not get it. It's like sort of this disco pop song that is fucking infectious. It's like I could start singing it right now. I don't know. I I really believe Zach is on the cusp right now, and, and he's got some big things coming down the pipeline that you guys should look out for. I'm going to announce this here, but he's got a big track called Insecurities that's coming out in January. Zach, I hope you don't care that I broke that news. I don't give a fuck. We're breaking it. You got to go listen to Real Topeka People. 17 again. Listen to every goddamn song, but 17 again, Real Topeka People. Dude, and I just have to say, I'll share this on the pod, and I have to say, this will mean something to you, Town, and and it will mean something to Zach. Oh, my God. What I'm about to say is part of the note. Oh, my God. I just have to say, in 2011. Oh, my God. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. <laughs> I, I had a, a just a transcendent experience just listening to Zach play and just fuck around in our house, Zebra House. It's a moment that I'll never forget. He was playing Steak, a tremendous track that you probably oh can't find God. anywhere. Steak. Was, steak. It was, dude, it was unbelievable. It was like he, he would, he just, it was, he, I knew then, like, that he was going to get there at some point. Like, it mm-hmm. was just, when he's, like, in his element, just vibing, It this isn't, like, Zach's our best friend, like, so you should just listen to him. I'm with you. Like, it doesn't make any sense. He's so fucking talented. He, of every human I've ever personally interacted with over my life, and, like, you know I love the music scene. I've met so many local musicians. There is not one that is as talented as Zach, in my opinion. Facts. It's truly unbelievable. And it's like, he's the type of guy that if you end up seeing him live, he gives me like that feeling when I'm at a venue watching an artist. And as I'm watching, I'm just like, this is why I fucking love music. Like, Absolutely, dude. But so, so finish your tale about the note. Well, <laughs> I, I'm not going to reveal the rest of the note, but that's about, <laughs> half, that's about half the note. Uh, it's such a long story. Explain to our viewers very briefly so what how what happened, like what the note is. Like not not like what is involved yeah, in yeah, the yeah, note, yeah. but yeah, yeah, you know. So sometime around this like po- after this very transcendent experience, I 
I don't even remember how it became a thing, but like I wrote a note in my phone saying what I just said along with some other some other things. And I told Zach that I would present it to him uh, at a specific time. And I still will. Um, I don't have that phone anymore because it was 10 years ago, obviously. So that phone exists in my parents' house, locked away, not being used for anything, solely just because it has text on it in like one of the notes on the phone. Uh, and it's just become this thing. It's just become this thing over the next over the last 10 years. Comes up like basically every time I see Zach. And someday I'll tell him what's in the note. But that's, but that's it ha- it, there's a there's a specific time that apparently is like the time yes. where you will tell him. Yes. And you've always stuck to that from that day. That's right. And there's directions for retrieving the note and when to deliver it to Zach should I die. Uh, that's oh been covered God. in case anyone was concerned. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, and that's your wife Karina has that. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Wow. And if if she were to die as well, there's a third. There's a backup plan. Wow. There's a third party. We're covered. That is covered. unbelievable. It's a very wow. serious note. Uh, there's a lot of build up. The thing about the note is there's so much build up to something I just like scribbled down when I was high ten years ago. But like, it's, <laughs> it's meaningful to me. And hopefully, it will be whenever it's delivered to Zach. It will. Oh, I have no doubt it will be. Um, but I mean, how can I argue with that number too? I mean, we, we, again, we seriously think Zach is just unbelievably talented. And if you didn't know, just go back to the beginning of this episode, listen to the intro theme that Zach, you know, by all accounts, just basically came up with off the top of his head for shits and gigs. I don't, there's no way in my life I believe that he spent more than 20 minutes on that. And it's genius. (laughs) I know. He's just so unbelievably talented. You want to know literally what my, I just, so I'm in Connecticut, you know, my dad's asking how everyone's doing. He asked about Mike, he asked about Zach. And uh, I mentioned how Zach has this, this song that I love that's going to be coming out in the next couple months. And he's like, (laughs) this is the first thing my dad says. He goes, I mean, he killed it on that jingle at the beginning of your podcast. (laughs) That's just facts. That's true. absolutely unbelievable the greatest part about our podcast uh god we love him to death and we really do it's it's just a matter of time we love you pal real topeka people 17 again number two okay my number one is a song that i get a little bit angry every time i hear it because it just doesn't it's it's a bit like zach except obviously i don't know these people but like i just don't understand it just doesn't make any sense and life is not fair I've been obsessed with this song for like the last six years. Um, it has 17,000 views on YouTube. I must be at least 2,000 of them. I mean, it's got to be. <laughs> and this, this song is called The Scenery, and it's by an Australian band out of Sydney uh, called Tenderfoot. Ooh. Um, they're kind of like an indie sort of pop rock alt band kind of thing. And the thing is, they're, they're, their front man, John Vela, he sounds... When he wants to, he can push it even further, but he sounds so much like Bob Dylan. Uh, and they're like kind of maybe mixed with like Coldplay or something okay. like that. Um, but I this like is just, uh, it's, it's an amazing little love song. Uh, I love the video. It's great as well. It just gives me the swoovies every time. There's a, there's a great live performance you can find on YouTube as well that I'll, I'll be sure to link. 
They did have one song that I was checking the streams and I guess had a decent amount called Chasing the Rain on, on Spotify. This one only has about 30,000 over the last six years, unfortunately. And and I think seems like they've been inactive really since the end of 2019, which I think just because of how strict the lockdowns have been in Australia, I just don't think that they can do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, God damn it. This song is fucking good. It's just got a really simple sort of chord progression, uh, kind of all built around sort of one note added on there. Um, in their own words, Wonderwall style. I say that because I personally reached out to this band and asked them the chord so that I could play this song myself. And that's exactly what they told me. Wait, um, really? Little inside info there. Um, but I just fucking obsessed. And I have no idea. Everything about this song, they should be famous. Like it has fantastic pop appeal. Um, but I just think it's a great goddamn track and I've, I've been telling people about it for six years and i've only got it up to like thirty thousand streams so i'm giving it to you people please listen to this i guarantee you'll love it and want to spread the word wow i'm like i'm gonna be listening to it i have it written down right now you're gonna love it man i really and think you and i love that there's these are australians i love australians Big shout out to the Aussies. I know you've yeah. been, you know, it's been rough there for the last couple of years. Yeah. It's been fucking strict. Ugh. Okay. Number one, baby. Can't wait. Number one. All right. So my number one is sort of a collection of artists. Oh. So I'm cheating a bit, but that's okay because I've said so. So pretty much. <laughs> My number one is the entire original motion picture soundtrack for the movie Rudderless. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So this is probably up there for my favorite soundtrack of all time. It is this movie in general is is just fucking great and like is music plays a big part of the plot, but the songs that are in the film are so good. Like lyrically, just in general, they're great songs. And a couple of them are performed, are actually like, I think, at least performed by maybe written. A couple of them are like credited to Billy Crudup, who plays the character who sings the songs in the film. Um, Billy, Big shout out to Billy Crudup, love him. But uh, a couple of the songs I'm going to say, Home, Sing Along, those are both credited to Billy Crudup. Then we've got Beautiful Mess and Real Friends. But And I mean, there's other songs, but I'll just shout those out. Those are, those are the four best in my personal opinion. It's just so, it's such an underappreciated movie and even more underappreciated is the soundtrack to me because it's so good. I... I literally bought this soundtrack back in the day when this movie came out in 2014. Um, It just, it's, if you want, again, very singer songwritery. There is a couple of these. It's like in the film, he's like formed a band. So a couple is like sort of a full band tune, but like home and uh, sing along, for instance, is just him with an acoustic guitar. And it's so just beautiful and moving i i just could not love this soundtrack and these collection of songs more 
Um, I mean, great shout. You know I endorse cheating as much as possible, so I definitely <laughs> give that the stamp of approval. Uh, and I have to say, you know, I still haven't seen Rudderless, but I absolutely will see it uh, by the next time we talk because it's it's a potential candidate for our topic next week. Wow. Just throwing it out there. A little wow. teaser. Great teaser. Um, great, great cheat. Uh, definitely we'll have to check that out and report back. And, and again, we are, we're going to have to figure something out to link, link all these things, Spotify playlists, maybe all of the above, and maybe, maybe do another one of these episodes in the future, you know, keep building a nice playlist for everybody. I would, I would love that. We, and you know what, we've got to give a little recap real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, all right. My number five is getting stoned behind the Tim Hortons by Waylon Napadogan. Uh, four, Standing at Your Doorstep, Alicia Walter. Three, Traveling Blues by Christina Vane. Uh, two is uh, Python by Claire Haywood. And one is The Scenery by Tenderfoot. And I've got it five, Dee Dee Walker, only two at the start. Four, Todd Lewis Kramer, Small Talk. Three, The Smirk, My Weakness, also Dial V for Venom. Two, Real Topeka People, 17 again. And number one, multiple songs off the Rudderless original motion picture soundtrack, including Home, Sing Along, Beautiful Mess, Real Friends. Just do it. Just go listen to it. Love it. Well, that's that's it for this week. It's been a treat. Uh, if you'd like to, as we usually say, if you'd like to either check out our Patreon where we do tons of bonus episodes, you can check that out on the Patreon website. We link it from all our socials. And our socials, as most of you guys know, we're on Instagram at Top Fives and Deep Dives, Twitter at Top Dives. And uh, if you want to help us out for free, if you have not left us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts yet, it takes 20 seconds helps us out so much in getting discovered. So thanks again, guys, for listening. We love y'all, and we'll see you next week. Peace out. Top fives and deep dives with Town of PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town of PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town of PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town of PTM. My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese, followed by Quentin Tarantonius. I mean, he killed it on that jingle.